Hello, welcome to Flour Butter Egg Sugar. My name's Kate and I'm the host of this podcast, which is all about home baking and it's brought to you from my small London kitchen. Um, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about two uh, very simple um, nutty biscuit bakes. So I'm really, really excited to get started. Um, and I'm going to start by talking, though, about my week in baking. Let's go. So this week I have still been reading my Scandi Kitchen cookbook, um, which is called Fika and Huga, um, which I'm still really, really enjoying. And I've still been reading their blog, um, still kind of obsessing about uh, Nordic Scandinavian baking. Um, in that vein, I have made as well cinnamon rolls, which are using the same dough as the cardamom buns that I talked about last week. Um, I say cinnamon rolls, they weren't really rolls actually, they were, but they were sort of twist, twisty buns. Um, and I used the kind of spicing from one of the recipes in the Scandi Kitchen book. So if you want to have a look at my cinnamon variation, um, do head over to the website Flour Butter Eggs Sugar dot com um for details of how to make cinnamon cinnamon buns um they were absolutely delicious uh so i would really highly recommend them uh and just something that i did slightly differently as well is that i when i'd rolled out the dough and i'd smeared a lot of it over the um a lot of it on the uh, rectangle of dough and then I turned, I folded it then in half rather than in thirds. And then I smeared a little bit more um, filling uh, on the on, on the smaller rectangle. Then I fold that in half. Um, and then I cut that into 12 like before. And I found that having those sort of four layers rather than three with a, le- a little bit extra filling... Both had quite a thin layer of filling in them. Um, But it just led to even more uh, sort of twisty bits, even more layering, which just looked really, really pretty. So that could be something that you might want to try as well. Um, What else have I been up to? So I made a pear, ginger and almond cake. I I was just really like in in the mood for cake, feeling... Uh, a strong need for cake and I was looking around my kitchen like I don't really have very much butter uh I don't really have like very much of anything what can I make what can I make and then I um looked in my drawer of tins and found my tinned pears and thought yes 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 I love tinned pears um so I got those out and then I was like, right, what do I do with this? Quite fancy something gingery. Um, so I then remembered that I'd read somewhere a recipe for 
pear ginger cake of some type. Uh, and then I found it was uh, in Rukmini Ayer's, um, I think it's in the quick roasting tin, this one. Um, so I sort of followed her recipe. It's actually available online though, this recipe. Um, I've pretty much followed her recipe with a few small tweaks, um, including using tinned pears instead of fresh and including adding flaked almonds to the top. Um, so I will share that recipe in a future episode, um, but it was really, really yummy. So uh, it's definitely a winner. Um, and the other thing that uh, has been happening in my baking week is that my partner and I have been watching the um, Junior Bake Off. So the Great British Bake Off uh, or Great British Baking Show um, has a, a sort of junior edition. Um, so these bakers are kind of aged between like 10 and 14, 15, I think when it was filmed. Um, I think one of them, one or two of them might be 16 now. Um, but they are absolutely amazing. Like they are better bakers than me in a lot of ways. Um, really, really, really talented. Um, I like just watching the first episode, I was like, how are you making cake this good? And you're like 13, 14. It's just, just astonishing. So if you're able to watch it, I would really recommend it. I don't think it's necessarily available in other, other countries yet. Um, but it's on channel four. Um, it's on all four if you, uh, if you're living in Britain. Um, so yeah. Definitely would recommend that. Um, it's like, yeah, it's just... And Ravneet Gill is one of the presenters uh, alongside Liam Charles, who's done it before. Liam Charles was on Bake Off. Uh, he's um, Cheeky Chappie from Hackney, who you probably have seen or heard of. Um, and then Ravneet Gill is an amazing pastry chef that I've been following uh, on social media for ages. Um, and she's just really, really, she's really good, actually. She's like really encouraging, um, really helpful to the, to these young bakers. And I'm just kind of blown away by what they can do. Um, and I, I was thinking if they can make shoe pastry do this good, like I should have a go, um, stop being scared of it. So I think I'm going to try to make some shoe pastry soon, um, inspired by their efforts. Um, so yeah, absolutely amazing. And, um, yeah, just astonishing. One of the things that appealed to me the most was there's a young, young lad on it called Reese, who's about 14, I think. And he made, um, he made shoe buns that were filled with an, with a fennel seed and cardamom filling, um, which, is apparently quite a common, like the common flavourings for tea um, in like Indian culture. And it sounds so good. Like I love that aniseed flavour, the fennel seeds. Um, actually, fennel seeds are used in a lot of traditional British baking, interestingly enough as well. Um, and you know how much I love cardamom already. So that sounded fantastic. And I hope there's a recipe somewhere. Um, so that's been what I've been up to really, um, with baking. 
and I'm going to get started now talking about the um, nutty biscuits that I've been baking this week. Let's go. Okay, so I'm not any kind of expert on like um, celiac disease or gluten, but I believe that both of these recipes are or can be gluten free. Um, so if that's a concern for you or any, any of your loved ones, then this might be quite a nice episode for you. Um, so there are two bakes I'm going to talk about. One is not vegan, one is vegan. Um, so the f- And they're both dairy free. So the first one is a flourless ground nut biscuit. And this is uh, based on a, a recipe from Molly Baz. And I first of all messed up this recipe because I don't really understand ounces. Um, I've it's strange like when you like growing up in Britain, I'm used to using grams for a lot of things and metric for a lot of things. Um, but then there's other things that you use imperial for. So when when you're talking about height, when you're talking about weight, and in terms of a person's weight, like you usually talk about how many feet and inches. Or how many stones like you don't really use those use metric measurements for those here very much so it's yeah it's a kind of strange one like you kind of grow up with a mixed using a mixture of the two when I'm thinking about cake tins I'm, I always think about them in terms of inches um, even though I did grow up using centimeters in maths and, and science lessons um, so it's it's an odd one, but anyway, I don't really, I've never really used ounces. Um, and so when I was looking at this, I it, I didn't really clock like roughly how much an ounce was. Um, and I then somehow managed to like, even though I'd used Google, I somehow managed to get the measurement wrong. Um, it's like impressively bad. So I made these with like not enough sugar by any stretch of the imagination um yeah and the kind of balance was like off between the nuts and the egg white and the sugar so I'm going to give you the correct proportions today and do use the correct proportions because as I found it was quite important um I just felt they needed a lot more sweetness than I was originally giving them so you want um 200 grams of um roasted nuts um you would you kind of want them to be skinless or mostly skinless now I was a bit cheeky here and the second time I did this when I made them correctly I just used some ready um ready roasted hazelnuts that I bought in the shop but I do sometimes roast my own or I roast my own quite quite often actually um and it's not that hard if you can't get them skinless, then you can skin them yourself as well. But it's it's just slightly annoying, but it's it's fine. So you would roast them in a low oven for like 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more, depending on just how low that oven is. Um, I like doing it in a low oven because I like getting the kind of nice goldenness all over the, the nut, kind of gentle, gentle roast. Um, and then you let them cool for just a, like a minute or two. They're small, so they will cool down very, very quickly. Um, 
that's that surface area for you, a bit of physics. And you will then put them in a right. There's two ways you can do it. So you can either put them in a in in a sieve, um, and sort of shake them. Sometimes I put them between two sieves and shake them, and then the kind of the friction from both the sieve and the other nuts uh, rubs off the skins. Or you can find a clean, dry tea towel, put them in that, and then just rub them together. And then, again, the friction from the other nuts around them will rub off their skins. It won't be a perfect um, operation. You will still have the odd bit of skin here and there, but that is not going to do any harm at all. It's absolutely fine. Um, Like, yeah, Um, it's just you kind of want to get rid of most of the skin if you can because it's quite drying uh it, and it's not it's not that it's not that tasty so yeah you want 200 grams of um roasted skinned nuts um if they need skinning not all nuts do um you want two large egg whites i used me, um uk large eggs which are about 60 grams each um, that's for the whole egg. Um, the recipe I was basing this on does actually use US large, which is UK medium. So I think you could get away with using those slightly smaller egg whites, I think, without a problem. But it just happened to be what I had in the house. Um, you then want 140 grams of sugar. Um, you can use granulated sugar. Uh, you could use caster sugar. I actually happened to use a mix of granulated and caster, but I don't think it really mattered that much. Um, it's might be slightly harder work beating the granulated into the eggs, the egg white, but yeah, it's not really, it's not really that that much of a problem. Um, so once you've got your roasted nuts, um, you will then grind them with 100 grams of the sugar. Um, You also want to preheat your oven to uh, around 150 degrees C, which is 300 degrees Fahrenheit, or gas two. Um, And yes, you grind your nuts with 100 grams of sugar, like I said, and in a big fairly big bowl um, that's really clean, not greasy at all. You want to beat your egg whites um, until they reach soft peaks. And then you add, you sprinkle in the remaining 40 grams of sugar um, and then continue to beat them to sort of stiff peaks or until they're like very thick and glossy. So you also need to add a little bit of pinch of salt, um, if desired, to the nuts as well. So you should have your nuts, sugar and salt mixture, and then you've got your beaten egg white and sugar mixture. Um, So to your beaten egg white and sugar mixture, you will then fold in the nut mixture. And the nuts should be at a kind of damp sand consistency at this point. Um, so you rather fold them in in three goes, 
I would do because you don't want to beat the air out of the mixture by trying to dump all it in at the same time. And obviously when folding, you will normally use a wooden, um, wooden, no, metal spoon because it has a thin edge um, to try and retain as much of the air as possible um, rather than like knocking it out with a thick edged um, implement. Um, and once you've folded all that in together, it will lose a bit of volume, but it will retain quite a lot of the volume. Um, you then will spoon uh, spoon the mixture onto baking trays. I did like a heaped dessert spoon and it made 12 uh, biscuits and I then baked those for about 16 minutes um, but definitely keep an eye on them. Definitely keep an eye on your oven temperature. I found that my oven temperature was absolutely wild um, that's the other thing that's happened actually recently is that I bought an oven thermometer and it has opened my eyes to uh, how crazy our oven is that sometimes it's well below temperature, even though I feel like I've preheated it, sometimes it's above temperature. So I've just been keeping a close eye on my oven thermometer. Um, but anyway, these should kind of be kind of golden brown um, on the bottom and sort of golden on top. Um when they are baked and they are really 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 delicious really delicious um i used hazelnuts for this but you could definitely use pistachios i think pecans would be really delicious um you could use uh walnuts a bit more savory and woody um so i think you can like really adapt this to sort of a nut with a similar amount of kind of oil in it um, of your choice. Um, yeah, I'm. we gave these to our neighbour who um, uh, I'm sure will like them. She's not got back to us yet. Um, but they're really, really delicious, very simple, just a really nice bake. Um, and then, oh yeah, just to say as well that if you want to, to the egg white when you're whisk before you whisk it or while you're whisking it you could add a couple of pinches of cream of tartar or like a teeny squeeze of lemon juice um, just adding something acidic will help stabilize the protein in the egg whites a little bit but it's not strictly necessary you can get just as good a bake pretty much without it um as long as you kind of you need to work quickly but um that's just a little tip if you would, uh, yeah, if you want to use a little bit of cream of tartar or a teeny, teeny squeeze of lemon juice, then you might want to. Uh, so that was the flourless um, ground nut biscuits. Next up, we have got some vegan peanut butter biscuits. So those um, kind of ground nut flourless meringue biscuits are kind of that they're a little bit like a macaron they're sort of soft uh, a bit chewy from the egg white um so yeah the texture as well that i didn't really talk about is really really nice um these next ones have a very different texture they're a lot they're kind of crunchy and stick and a little bit sticky in the middle if you want to just slightly underbake them um 
and that, that is due to the large quantity of peanut butter that is in them. So um, these are adapted from a recipe on a website called The Conscious Plant Kitchen. Um, and basically, this is just peanut butter, some sort of flour type of thing, and some type of syrup. And you can actually, you could actually experiment with like a different nut butter, a different flour, a different syrup. Um, you really could like completely drastically change these. The only thing I would say is that the, the important thing you're looking for is the texture of the dough. So you want something that's like uh, squidgy, but not wet. A, a mixture that you can roll and roll in uh, roll in your hands without it getting everywhere um but is also not dry so it's a sort of you're really looking for the right consistency here um so yeah you as i say you could change up a number of elements um so i started with 240 grams of peanut butter and I used a kind of creamy, crunchy peanut butter. I think that when you're using it in biscuit recipes like this, I think it's better to use the slightly less natural ones. We don't tend to have much like sweetened peanut butter in Britain. I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't use something with loads of all sorts of rubbish in it. But I would use one that's a bit more creamy. Um, that's not 100% natural because that would be quite oily. Um, so when I've bought natural peanut butter, like uh, that's maybe for West African dishes or they're like health foody type stuff, it's got a, it's got a much more oily consistency. So I think it would change the bake quite a lot. I suppose you could therefore change the amount of flour in it or something like that. But I would say... I think it's better to use the creamier ones. Um, so to that 240 grams of peanut butter, I added 100 grams of oat flour. And I made this myself by just grinding up some oats in a food processor. Um, you could use lots of other different types of ground things and flours and stuff like that. But you want something drying because you've got very, very sticky peanut butter and sticky syrup. So you want something that is nice and drying. You wouldn't want to use ground almonds because you would just have a mess. Um, and then you add some syrup. I added 100 grams of maple syrup, um, which was delicious. I absolutely love maple syrup. Um, but they were they're more these are more on the like savory sweet kind of borderline. I think you could definitely add a bit of sugar into the actual dough to sweeten these up a little bit. Um, or you could slightly you could add a bit more flour and a bit more syrup. Um, because they, they are really like peanut buttery. So you could change the ratio slightly to make them sweeter as well. Um but I did also roll these in sugar and we quite liked the kind of savoury sweet balance. 
So once I'd very simply combined my ingredients and I was happy with the consistency, I rolled them into balls of 55 grams each, which made eight. I then pressed in um, some chocolate and I did about 25 grams, but I would definitely do about double next time. So I'm putting on the website about 50 grams of chocolate and you want like I what I did was I squidged them down then I put the chocolate in and then I kind of folded the sides up um to kind of reform a ball and yeah um it means that you get this you get like a chocolate layer in the middle which is really really good it's a nice little surprise. So I definitely recommend these. Obviously, if you're vegan or, or making these for vegans or people who can't eat milk, then you will want to find a vegan chocolate. If you're not, then don't worry about it, I guess. But um, I did quite like using a dark chocolate here. Um, so I'd, I, I, th I, would, I thought that was very nice. Um, I used a sort of uh, dark chocolate that's just over 70% cocoa solids. That was yummy, yummy, yummy. Um, yeah. And then what I did after I'd put the chocolate into them and then reformed them into the balls was I rolled that in Demerara sugar. They weren't, because they weren't the sweetest. And I thought also it would give a nice, interesting texture. So that was really good. Um, Demerara is a kind of raw sugar that's very coarse. So if you can't get hold of it, you could alternatively use um, turbinado sugar. I think that's how you say it. Um, and which is very, very similar. Or just some kind of coarse granulated sugar, maybe a coarse golden granulated sugar if you can get it. Something that's just going to give it a nice texture. Um, I then squished them down. This is quite important because they don't really spread in the oven so you have to do the squishing yourself and I used a fork but you could just use your finger you could use your thumb doesn't really matter um oh you could make these into I've just had a thought you can make these into little like thumbprint cookies actually that would be quite nice so you could put your you could put press your thumb down in the middle and make a little well and then once they're baked you could or even before they baked you you might be able to just add a little bit of jam into that well that would be nice. Just thought of it. So feel free to nick that. Um, yeah. And then I just baked them for uh, about, mine took about 14 minutes. Um, obviously the oven was preheated uh, to 180 degrees C, which is 350 degrees Fahrenheit or gas four. Um yeah, or 160 degrees fan. Um, and I switched the trays over halfway through because my oven is a terror for like um, uneven baking. Um, but I would say check them at 12 minutes, maybe. Um, but just see if that you think they need longer or not. You're looking for sort of golden brown on at least some of the sides. Um, yeah, like I said, these were really, really nice. Um, they are not very sweet. They're, they've got sweetness to them, 
but they're not overly sweet so they're quite a nice little thing like mid-afternoon or with a coffee um they're quite yeah they're a nice kind of reliable bake and because they don't spread very much like I say you could actually make them into little blossoms or you can make them into little thumbprint cookies with biscuits with um like a bit of jam in them that would be really good um you could sprinkle a little bit of salt on them um I use salted peanut butter but you could you know I would add a little bit of salt if you weren't using salted peanut butter um yeah just a really solid reliable bake quite crunchy and then a bit a little bit of squidginess in the middle especially with the chocolate um I would urge you if you are cooking for vegans make baking for vegans anytime soon I'd say this is definitely worth worth making so that's really it for this episode but just to let you know what's going to be coming up um next week I am going to be um I'm going to be making a saffron and almond kind of roll cake um so I'm keeping up my uh momentum of rolling cake to make this um and it's my birthday this week so I'm making it for my own birthday um it's just a nice excuse to make cake uh and then the week after I'm kind of swinging between two different options so I was thinking of making a hazelnut meringue cake but given that I've just made hazelnut meringue cookies I feel like it's a bit samey um I was also thinking just because of the being so inspired by the junior bake-off I was thinking oh maybe I could make eclairs so um you know do let me know if you would like me to do that or if you've got another suggestion um and then it's going to be sort of February and what I was thinking for February is doing a tastic month so maybe including the pear and ginger cake recipe that I just that I was making the other day um using peach slices uh perhaps using prunes and using a tin of fruit cocktail absolute classic so that was what I was thinking for February is doing tastic month um and then in March doing a a spices nice month um using kind of spices that are a bit more unusual things like turmeric um yeah pink pepper pink peppercorns things like that that you don't necessarily associate with like i don't know traditional british baking so those are the ideas that i've had for the next few couple of months again let me know what you think if you've got any suggestions of recipes that you would like me to try, I am completely open to that. Um, and I really look forward to talking to you next time. Have a lovely week. Um, I hope you're able to stay safe and to look after yourself. Um, happy baking and take care. Goodbye. Oh yeah, just a quick PS because I forgot to say this in the episode, which is that I am fully aware that oats have gluten in. 
So if you're making the peanut butter biscuits for somebody who's who doesn't eat gluten or can't eat gluten, then don't just have normal oats in it. You have to find gluten-free oats, okay? So that's my little disclaimer. Um, or you could use another type of flour that is gluten-free. Um, so, yes. Uh, sorry about that omission. And thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you to my sister for providing the jingle for us. Um, and again, take care and happy baking. Bye.